0: Well, um, I'm excited about today. I'm excited that we get to to look back at 2014, Um, all the craziness that that happened in 2014. I don't know where you were a year ago. All right. I don't know how uh, this year started for you, Uh, but I was just kind of reflecting on this because all of a sudden it was one of those moments like, wow, the year is over. And I don't know if that's a pastoral thing because you plan for this the entire time and you plan for Christmas and all that stuff and all of a sudden it just like is there. Um, I don't know if any of you noticed, but usually my moment, and it happened again this year, happens uh, on a Sunday morning because I'll be announcing Christmas Eve and you feel like you've been announcing it for months and you're like, oh yeah, Christmas Eve is coming, Christmas Eve is coming. And then there's that one week where you stand there and you say, hey, Christmas Eve is Wednesday. And you were like, oh my word, Christmas Eve is here. We're we're uh, the year is over. We're done, and uh, it's just it kind of sneaks up on you a little bit. Maybe I'm the only one, but uh, um, I was even just reflecting on today and what God would have for this campus specifically um, for today. And in doing so, I was I was just kind of reflecting on last year. So just to give you a little bit of a picture of last year for you, last year at this time, um, I was in Appleton, Wisconsin. Um, and I had not even yet had a conversation with River Valley Church uh, about anything other than Wisconsin. and uh, so I was on, on staff at a church there. Uh, I only had two kids, kind of a big deal uh, something that that happened this year and uh, it was just it was things, things things were were going well and uh, then over the course of the year, um, we, we had a conversation. In January, about this campus, we came, did our interview in February, the campus launched March 15th, Um, we had a baby, I say we, because I did a lot in that, Um, we had a baby in March 26th, uh, everyone chuckles, Uh, I was almost passed out in the corner drinking an apple juice box. Uh, which is true. I'm not a fan of hospitals. So that happened uh, in the middle or at the beginning of the year We moved here. We had to sell a house. Our oldest started pre-K uh, My in-laws moved down the street from me. Uh, so there's there's a lot that's happened in uh, in, in 2014 for me and uh, It's 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 just crazy and I'm sure that if you took a minute and stopped and thought about where you were a year ago today um, and started to think about all the events And all the actions that happened in the course of the year uh, it's, it's, it's crazy And I feel like there's times where if we don't stop and think about it We just let it go, it sneaks up on us Then it passes us and we, and we continue on uh, And I think today It's important for us to just stop though And, uh, and reflect on that for a bit Even as a campus, uh, as, as a campus We launched in March um, So even this building Looked completely different uh, Excuse me, a year ago On March 15th, we had uh, over 600 people here for our our launch weekend, uh, which was crazy. I remember standing in the lobby with Pastor Rob, and we're trying to figure out where to park cars and what to do with everyone else, and we didn't have this back uh, entranceway here yet, so everyone was trying to park out on that side or having to walk all the way around, and he put his arm around me and he said, hey, this gets to be your problem, and I was like... (laughs) Man I'm so glad that, that we're here uh, He gave me a little bit more leadership than that But uh, it, was, it was great On that day we, we went through the summer We had our, our, our campus picnic Which was wonderful We had our fall launch And had saw about 470 people here on that um, So it's been, there's been growth The entire way through We're excited The baptisms that took place The life change that took place um, here it's been, it's been a crazy year of change But it's been an amazing year of what God has brought us through, what God has brought us to, and, uh, and what is happening. And, and as I was just reflecting on the course of the year and, and really praying about what God would have for me, I think it's interesting that at the beginning of the year we always talk about our, our goals for the year. We talk about, um, we talk about what the year is going to be and what the theme is going to be. I think it's interesting at time, at times to look back at the year and say, hey, did it, did it line up? It was, it was the theme the same? What, what was the What was the... What was the, the theme for the end of the year? And as I was looking at the course of this last year, um, I think the, the theme for me that kept coming up was the word unity. It was the word unity. And um, that's exciting. It's exciting that through the course of all the change and through the course of everything that happened, that we can talk about unity today and saying over the course of the last year, um, it's, been, it's been great to see the unifying and the unity that, that has happened here at this campus specifically. Um, the the verse that came to mind, Mark. Uh, you may have heard it. Mark chapter three, verses twenty four and twenty five says, "If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand." Twenty five then says, "If a house is divided against itself, the house cannot stand." And it's so important for us as a church to have unity, to be able to 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 be unified in our in our vision, in our in our goals um, for life. Because when we don't, that church cannot stand. The strength of this campus um, completely depends on unity which is important because when you think about the campus you're like ah you know it's 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 a campus you know we is is it really that big of a deal honestly it is because the unity of this campus um, supports this campus but then as a church there's other there's six other stateside campuses and it's the unity of all of us combined that makes up river valley church and it's the unity of all of the churches in the area that makes up the family and the kingdom of god the church big c so when you realize it, and we look at how important unity is, um, even on, on, a, on our campus level, it's extremely important. And um, I, I love that when we look back at the course of the last year and the changes that were there, one of the things that, that really jumped out to me is unity of how we came together as a campus, how, how teams were formed, how, how God did some great things through it. And while I was um, even reflecting on this just yesterday, I was just kind of going over my notes and getting my thoughts together during, during my kids' nap time. and. Um, The the way that my sermon prep usually goes is is I'll look at things for like five minutes because I sit down and I'm like all right I got a couple hours and then I look at things for five minutes and uh, then I end up looking at Twitter and then I end up looking at Facebook and then the sun is out so I end up looking outside and then I'm like oh yeah I'm supposed to be looking at this so I'll come back to it and um, it's just my own little personal problems I've worked through them pray for Amber Um, so in in that hole I'm thinking about unity and and I find myself on Twitter and. um, I think it's interesting, Uh, Carl Lentz, he was here for 20 plus, spoke for that, he's uh, the pastor of Hillsong, New York, he tweeted yesterday something that goes so much in line with with unity, he says, sometimes people read their Bible, but every time people read the Christian, and um, it it just kind of hit me, and I sat there and thought about that, about how there's times where, where people will read their Bible, but most of the time, what they see of the Bible and what they see of Christianity isn't from the Bible, it's how the Christian lives it out. And um, unity is so important with that. Uh, the fact that we are unified, the fact that, that we together as a family, nobody expects us to be perfect, but they expect us to be unified under the same banner. And where unity, or a lack of unity, when infighting happens in a church, my biggest fear isn't for the people in the church. I think the people in the church will find other churches if they don't like each other and whatever else, and that happens. My biggest fear, though, is that the people on the outside look at it and want nothing to be, they don't wanna be a part of it. And that's why unity is so important, is because when people on the outside look at us, they say, hey, they need to say, hey, that's kinda of crazy, they're like a family, we need to be a part of that, we need to find out what that connection is like so that we can be a part of it. And um, I just, again, before we even dive into uh, reflecting on the last year, I wanted to to just say that to you and say thank you so much that when we look back, uh, the word that I can choose or the the word that God would lay on my heart uh, for this campus is unity and before we even dive on I just want to thank a couple of people uh, they didn't know about this beforehand and some of them were in first service so they're not here but I want to thank a couple of people that really helped in my opinion um, solidify the unity of this campus um, as we were as we were kind of getting started out we're trying to figure things out and go forward Uh, and it's actually um, our team of deacons So I know that some of them were here. Neil and Rhonda Schaefer, you guys thought I saw somebody over here. They're over in the corner, nodding their heads. I can't see much with lights. Um, They're here. Uh, Stan and Karen Stone were in first service. Brian and Christy Freeman, Brian's, hi Brian, how are you? Uh, Is there. Um, Ernie and Janet Holmquist were in first service. Uh, The Kirshners, Brian and Jolene Kirshner. And then um, the other ones were Neil and Mary Sharpens here. They're no longer deacons because uh, they've decided to be snowbirds and leave us for Florida for three months out of the year. Um, so we have no sympathy for them at all. Uh, but, uh, but they too were, were vital with just the unity. When we were coming together um, as a team, as a leadership team, and saying, hey, what does the campus need? What do we need to do? How do we move forward? How do we make sure that this thing is healthy? Um, they, were, they were extremely vital. And I wanted to take time today um, where it's a campus service for me to let them know um, just just even to say thank you so much for for what they've done they've done an amazing job Um, there's so many other leaders that are here that have led teams that have rallied together uh, to make this possible and when we look back at 2014 and we get to celebrate all of the victories that happens because of the leadership team and the core group of people that are here and I thank you so much for that Um, today I, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about 2014, though. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about even reflecting on it and, and where we what we can do with it. And one of the, my favorite stories in all of Scripture is actually Joshua 4:1 uh, through 7. Uh, it's it's one of those things that I keep coming back to. A lot of times I'll use it on missions trips and stuff like that because it's just so powerful about remembering the past and remembering what God has done in your life. And it says, it's, well, I'll, 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 let me set it up first. What it is is you've got Joshua. And um, he is now leading the Israelites. Moses had led the Israelites um, for 40 years. They came out of Egypt. They were wandering around in the wilderness. Uh, Because of their sin, God did not allow Moses into the promised land. So instead, they're just there. They know that there's a promised land that is waiting for them. Um, But uh, because they just would not follow God, God was like, all right, we're going to teach you a lesson. We're going to calm down for a little bit. And uh, we're going to hang out in the desert for a while. And uh, so what happens is, is then Joshua... Um, After Moses passes away, Joshua steps up and is the new leader of the Israelites. And God says to him, it's time now for you to enter the promised land. So the first few chapters of Joshua is God convincing Joshua that he can actually lead the Israelites. It's all the be strong and courageous. It's all right, you got this. Be strong and courageous. We're there. Be strong and courageous. And then I'll talk a little bit more. He's like, hey, Joshua, be strong and courageous. uh, And has to kind of psych psych him up for this. And then they go and they have to cross the Jordan River which is a rather large river, and they've got to figure out how they get the entire nation across the river. And uh, what happens is, is, is if, you've, if you know the story, um, the, the priests start to walk out. The God stops the flow of the Jordan River so that the Israelites can walk across on dry land. Now again, this is the second time that God has stopped a body of water so that the entire nation of Israel can walk past it or walk through it. So, That's where we're going to pick up this story is while they're coming through the other side in chapter four, verses one through seven. It says, When the whole nation had finished crossing the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, Choose 12 men from among the people, one from each tribe, and tell them to take up 12 stones from the middle of the Jordan, from right where the priests are standing, and carry them over with you and put them down at the place where you stay tonight. So Joshua called together the 12 men, He had appointed from the Israelites, one from each tribe, and said to them, Go over before the ark of the Lord your God into the middle of the Jordan. Each of you is to take up a stone on his shoulder according to the number of tribes of the Israelites to serve as a sign among you. In the future, when your children ask, What do these stones mean? tell them that the flow of the Jordan was cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. When it crossed the Jordan... Um, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. These stones are to be a memorial to the people of Israel forever. Um, I love this story. I love that in the middle of this amazing miracle, God instructs Joshua to stop for a moment and take time so that they can remember it. And I think it's important for us as we start to, to close out 2014, it's important for us um, to reflect on it and find out where God uh, showed up in our life. Because the memorial was there and it had, it had a threefold purpose, all right? There was, there was kind of three things that were happening uh, with this memorial being built. The first thing is this, is it was there to honor God. It was there to honor God for what he did. In the midst of it all, um, obviously, you're trying to get the nation by. There's got to be a little bit of fear of going, all right, is there a timetable as far as how long the waters are stopping? Are we going to get in the middle of it? And then he's like, oops, sorry, too late. Um, So, like, there's there's probably a little bit of stress. It's not like they were just walking through this. Um, Yet, in the middle of it, what it does is it slows it down and says, you know what, I need 12 people to grab a stone. And people are going, why are you doing this? What in the world is going on? Why why are we building this altar and 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 having a pile of rocks and in that moment even not just for future generations but even in that moment you're able to say this is a place where we're going to praise god we're going to give god honor for the amazing miracle that just happened in this moment and i think it's important for us as as we um wrap up 2014 to to take a minute and look back at 2014, look back at the year, and find out if there's any places that we need to grab a rock from, figuratively, physically, whatever it may be, to say, you know what, this was a moment where we need to pause, and we need to praise God. We need to stop and go, you know what, God did something amazing in this moment. God, God did some, uh, some awesome work, because God is constantly working. I think one of the things that happens way too often in our lives is that we walk right through miracles, that we're, we're so excited or we're so, whether it's, whether it's where we're headed and we're excited to get there or we just aren't even paying attention to what's going on around us. But in everything, God is still working. And I think we need to stop for a moment, pause and say, wow, wherever I'm at right now, whatever God you're bringing me through, this is amazing. You deserve praise for this. You deserve honor for where we're at. I think it's important for us to slow down for a second and, um, and just thank God for what he's done. Thank God for what he's doing. Could be uh, a family member accepting Jesus this year. It could be, um, could be a healing that happened in your life. I don't know what it was, but there's, I'm sure there's something throughout the year that we need to celebrate, that we can say, God, you deserve the honor, you deserve the glory for this, so that we can pause in the middle of it and say, God, this was, this was obviously you working in our lives. The second thing that it does is it serves as a reminder uh, to the future generations of what God did. What it does is it documents the moment there 's a pile of stones that are there that people are going to be like, "Why in the world is there a pile of stones?" And yet um, the Israelites can say, "Ha, funny you ask, because this is actually where God did something amazing in my life. and I love um, when we take the time to set up reminders, to set up things that that people will ask us about, to set up things even in our life that remind us of of what God has done. Um, One of the the crazy stories from my interview weekend, um, I'm... Shuttled all around from all of the campuses on a weekend and it's like crazy and it's you're they're They're literally told us okay We want you to be at this campus But we don't really want you to talk to anybody afterwards because we need you to be at this campus by the time that it starts So we're like Amber and I are going to a service and then we're taken off out the door and then at the end of it um, We were supposed to have lunch after services with Pastor Rob and Becca and uh, if you know anything about the Ketterling family, uh, that also means that anyone with a Ketterling last name may show up. It's just like, it's, it's an open-door policy, and Pastor Rob is an includer. So if you're talking to him later afterwards, he'll be like, hey, we're about to go out to lunch. Uh, you just want to come with? And you're like, oh, I didn't realize you are in the middle of an interview right now, and whatever. So, so while we're there... Um, oh, Logan was there, and Isabel Ketterling was there, uh, Pastor Rob's mom, which I'm sure you've heard stories about if you've been around uh, for any length of time. But she's amazing, and while she's talking, which she's doing um, a lot of in this story, she's telling stories, it's great, um, I realized that she has a brand new tattoo. Now if you know Isabel Ketterling at all, um, she is, is not, I, I, I get nervous talking about ages, with anyone, uh, but she's Pastor Rob's mom. So she's obviously older than 49. Um, We'll just leave it at that. And uh, here she is with a brand new tattoo. And we're like, Isabel, did you just get a tattoo? And she's like, oh yeah, you gotta hear the story about this. And she's sitting here telling us the story about how she literally got a tattoo because nobody expects a woman of her age to have a brand new tattoo, especially someone who doesn't look like she would have tattoos. But what it is is it's literally, it, it gives her an opportunity to tell them about her story and what God has done in her life. And it's, it's this testimony piece that she's like, oh, I love it. It's, it's, it's one of those things where I can talk about. Um, I love when, when we take time in our lives to set up moments um, for people to ask us about what happened. In our lives, so there's, there's things, again, I love, I love wrestling with my boys. Um, and if you've ever wrestled with a five-year-old and a three-year-old, there's really never a personal space bubble. And uh, so they're all over and they're like hanging on me and stuff like that. But what they'll do every now and then is um, they, they notice that there's, there's scars from my life on my body and I get to tell them stories about them. And they'll be like, oh, dad, you have a scar on your forehead. What's that from? And I was like, well, um, your evil Uncle Brent... Uh, <laughs> Doesn't like babies because when I was like eight months old, he pushed me into the corner of a wall, which is a true story, and I cracked my head open um, on on the side of the wall. Or else, um, I've got a, I've got a scar on my on my leg, and I was like, "Well, it's the importance of not like or uh, the importance of being careful with sharp objects because I actually stabbed myself in the leg with a scissors once when I was trying to clean the floor. I was like. It's a weird story, all right? Um, but there's, there's all these things that, that um, they become stories. They become kind of monuments where, where I get to tell the story to future generations. One of the things that I get to do, that I have the honor and privilege to do, is, is wear a wedding ring. All right, this is documentation of the time that I convinced Amber to marry me so that we can be that couple when people walk through the mall and be like, man, why did she settle for him? And I'm like, boom, documented, she's with me. I'm not leaving that up to like a piece of paper in a courtroom someplace, um, I'm, I'm, I've got it documented. I can tell the story about, about it and it's, it's great because uh, my kids will uh, play with my wedding ring and they'll play with Amber's wedding ring and, and they'll put it on and they'll be like, I'm married to mommy and, and it's just fun to be able to, to share the those stories because when you set things up when you have reminders in your life to to share them and um and and to be honestly to 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 think it through to really have moments where you're like I'm going to set this up so that future generations can know Um, my question though is 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 this is what do you need to document from the last year where 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 do you need to go back and find a rock and set it up where where God maybe has done something in your life and you need to say hey I need, to, I need to either, whether it's a picture that I need to hang on a wall that my kids can ask me about, or whether it's, whether it's um, something that's there physically, or, or maybe, maybe it's even a scar in, on, on your physical body of a healing that God has done in your life that brought you through. But I think it's important for us um, to, to make sure that we're, we're taking time to set things up for the future, to let people know um, that God prevailed. Don't let the story just be one of those times where we praise God for it and then that's the end. Let it be a time where we can come back and praise God for it over and over again through our stories. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to venture out and, and believe that there were times where somebody from the tribe of Israel was going through something or there was a, a, a mountain that they had to conquer in their lives or there was a hurdle that they had to overcome and they would go back to the place where there was the 12 stones from the 12, 12 tribes of Israel and they would pray there because they would do they would say, you know what God, I know you've done it before so I'm going to come back to this moment even as a reminder to me so that we can, we can go forward, because I know that you've done it before. And that leads me even to the third thing, is by doing this, it increases our faith. Because every time that we tell the story of what God has done in our lives, we realize that he can do it again. If he did it once in our lives, he can do it again. I think it's great that this is the second time that God parted a body of water so that the Israelites could come through. So by this time, you've got to be going, all right, it's not even just a one-time thing. Literally, God can do anything, no matter what stands in our way. And I guarantee there were times where the Israelites went back to that pile of rocks, went back to that altar that was built and was like, God, I need it again. What you did at that moment, I need it again. And it's important for us to have those moments in our life where, where we have uh, a pile of rocks, if you will, to go back and say, all right, God, remember the time that you did this miracle in my life in 2014, because now here we are down the road and I need it again. And uh, it increases our faith. We realize that, that nothing is impossible uh, when, when God is involved. And I encourage us to go back and do it. One of the things that, that, um, that I loved is I was thinking about the future. I was thinking about increased faith and I was thinking about what God is going to do at this campus and, and in River Valley Church for the next year and I was thinking about this this even the, the theme of greater which I believe God has, has laid heavy on Pastor Rob's heart because it's something that is going to happen um, I, was, I was led back to uh, Second Chronicles where Samuel is building the temple and then he prays and dedicates the temple to God and God responds to him and answers in 2 Chronicles 7 14 and 15 he says if my people who are called by name my name will humble themselves pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and heal their land now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayers offered in this place and I believe that as we go into next year I believe that as as we start 2015 after we pause for a moment and build those, those altars and grab those rocks from 2014 and then we move into next year, I believe that this is going to be a place um, where, where God does amazing things, where God shows up and hears prayers, where um, our faith is stretched, not just having, having a greater impact and influence on the area, but, but a greater, greater personal relationship with Jesus Christ. I believe that all of that will happen here because this is a place that is holy and consecrated to God. And I believe that um, it was, it was, even as I was thinking about this, just earlier this morning, I was going over my notes in my office and, and getting ready for it, and um, it, it jumped back into my head a real quick teaching that Pastor Rob did at an all-campus deacons meeting when he was talking about prayer. And he said, there's three types of prayer, and we're gonna be a, a church that does all three of these. He said, the first is the prayer of Petition. Most churches know how to do that. It's kind of a, hey, God, here's the need. We hope that, you can, we hope that you'll, you'll fill it and, and meet it. And, and Christians in general, I think, are really good at that prayer. The second form of prayer is intercessory prayer. And that's literally saying, all right, you're in the middle of a battle. You're, you're going after something and I will enter into that battle with you. I will go into the front lines. I will intercede with you and go into that spiritual battle with you, which, which is, is, is we need to get to that level. I know we have people that are at that level at this church. And the third level that I hope that we all get to as a church as we get into a greater presence of God is a prayer of believing in faith. So not just entering into the battle with someone, but claiming victory over the battle because of who God is in our lives. And the, we, the way that that can happen in our lives is because of the piles of stones that are in our past. And when we start to see that and we say, you know what, God did this there. And then God did this there. And then in this moment over here, God did this. I believe as I enter into this battle that God will give us victory. That God will grant us victory because I know he's already done it in my life. And I believe that we're going to be a campus. I believe that we're going to be a church that sees even greater things um, happen in the course of the next year. Because of God's presence here. Um, I love that that theme is even greater. I love it. I love that in that theme, Pastor Rob has made it very clear that it's not just greater influence on our area or here in the cities, and it's not a greater impact only on the world, but literally it's a greater presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Because if we don't understand that that has to come first, the other things don't happen. But when we have a greater influence, everything else happens naturally. When we, or when we have a greater influence, uh, experience and a greater personal relationship with Jesus Christ everything else comes naturally and i encourage us to strive for that in 2015 but it's important for us beforehand to take a look at 20 or 2014 and realize what God has done so as we close today i want to i want to kind of close like this it's a little bit reflective um but i think it's important for us to stop and take a minute and take a look at 2014 And I don't know what God has done in your life. I know when I was sharing a couple of the highlights of my life, you may have some even highlights of your own where you're like, man, a year ago, you should have seen where I was. Or a year ago, I was in a place that was completely different um, than where I am now. I think it's important for us to stop even before we look at 2015 and we all start to make um, New Year's resolutions that we're going to keep for like a week and a half or something like that. I think it's important for us to stop and look at the last year and say, God, you did some great things for me in my life. And we're going to pause for a moment and give you praise for what you've done and thank you again for what you've done. But also grab a rock, grab a stone from that moment, grab some type of memento. I don't know what it looks like in your life. I don't know if it's literally a physical place that you want to go back to and take a rock. I don't know if it's a, 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 a scar that has, has been on your body that, that God did something in your, in your physical being this year. I don't know if it's, if it's a tattoo that you get to put on your wrist. I don't know what it may be. But I know that it's important for us to always have something that we can look back at so that we can, every time we look at it, give God praise one more time. That when our kids ask us about it, when future generations say, hey, what's, what's this about? What, why, why is this in our house? Why is, why is this here? You can tell a story of how good God is. And that whenever you face the next trial in your life, you can look back and go, all right, God, you got me through that one. Therefore, I'm believing you to get me through this one. So today with every head bowed, every eye closed, um, again, nobody looking around, really just even for your, your own moment for you to have a moment with God. As you think specifically back around 2014, whatever may have happened in your life, to find those moments of say, say, God, you restored that relationship. That family member came to know you in a different way. This moment was a moment where, where my faith was, was built up, where, where I came to know you more and I saw more of your character. This was a moment where um, you opened a door for a job or you closed the door for a job and, and that's because you were opening something different. I think it's important for us to have those moments and thank God for them once again. So that when we go into 2015, it catapults us. Our faith is renewed. We're excited about what God can do because he brought us through 2014. Every day, every breath is a gift from God. He gave us a whole year's worth that we get to celebrate. God, I thank you so much for the stories that are in this room right now. I thank you so much for the miracles that are in this place. God, I know that Throughout the course of this year, you've done some amazing things. You've done some crazy things. I thank you um, on a a church level for the unity that we've been able to to keep, Lord God, as we rally under the banner of, of your name, doing whatever it takes that more people would know you. And God, I thank you on a specific level for each one of the lives that are here, the stories that are represented in this place for what you have done. God, we take a minute before we start talking about the next year and all the things that we hope that you do and all the things we're gonna have faith for you to do next year. We take a minute and we praise you for what you've done. And not only praise you, but to set things up so that our story doesn't just stay in 2014, but can go with us. Your story of your goodness can go with us throughout the course of our lives. And let it be a testimony of who you are. God, we give you praise. I thank you so much um, for all that you've done. I thank you so much that it will build our faith going forward. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Would you stand with me? Um, I really am excited for the next year. But I love how life kind of builds on itself. I love how in everything you you go through a year and then um, you take that year and you figure out what it all meant and what God did and you use that to to stand on that to go into the next year and go further in the next year and um, I love that that God uh, can be here through it all and shows himself through it all and before we go I'm going to ask the prayer team to to make their way forward and I just encourage you, maybe this is a year where it wasn't the greatest year and, and you just want to um, give it to God or you want to ask God what the good was that was in it or, or why the doors were closing or, or whatever. I believe that God will show up in those moments. I believe that God um, will help you understand and realize that. I, I truly do and want you, to, want you to do that. Maybe it was a great year and you just want to come and you want to celebrate with somebody and you're like, hey, I want to give God praise, but I want to do it together because, hey, it's worth it, so let's all praise God together for it. That's awesome. Maybe there's something coming up in in your life or there's a situation that's going on that you need God to intervene. Um, I believe that there's still a few days left, and God can still do some amazing things in 2014, and uh, I know that we serve a God who does miracles. I know that as you look around, there's other people that could say, hey, you know what? God maybe overcame that in my life. And that's why we, we come together as a family and we're here as a prayer team is because these guys are here to encourage you and to, to pray with you. So I encourage you um, just to do that, to use, use the prayer team. I've said it over and over again just because we do believe that prayer works. It's amazing. So if not, have a great rest of your day. Have a great last couple of days of 2014. I can't wait to see you next year. That still seems a little bit crazy to see, dare to say, but I can't wait to see you all next year and uh, next Sunday, next week. It's going to be great. Go with God. Have a wonderful weekend.